Well, today we are reading from uh, this great letter to the Hebrews, chapter 11, that great passage on faith, and we're reading uh, verses 23 through 27, so listen now for the word of God. By faith, Moses was hidden by his parents for three months after his birth because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called a son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to share ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered abuse suffered for Christ to be greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt, unafraid of the king's anger, for he persevered as though he saw him who is invisible. This is the word of God for the people of God. So today we continue our sermon series, Faithful, where we're asking what it means to be faithful. What does faithfulness look like and how can we be more faithful to God in 2019? And so this letter to the Hebrews has so much to tell us about faith and faithfulness. This letter to the Hebrews recounts for us again and again all these great people of faith. I mean, the Bible is full of stories of people who have been faithful to God intended to inspire us to live the same kind of life. Abraham and Moses, Joshua and Rahab, Samuel, Noah, Paul and Peter and the whole lot of them, these stories over and over are trying to give us this encouragement that no matter what is going on in the world, no matter what is going on in our lives, we can hold on to the gift of faith. And so, Hebrews tells us that faith is always in that which is not visible, not seen. That faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We, like the people around us in the world, we want evidence. We want to lay out all of our options. We want to put them all out there. We want to see the destination. We want to make our path to get to that destination. But by faith in God, when we're looking at our spiritual journey, we simply have to step out and follow. Faith is a spiritual Condition. Faith is our spiritual energy that gets us moving even without seeing. I mean, you know, think about this. You can have the nicest car in the world, but if you're not willing to put gas in it, Jay, you're not going anywhere. Someone has a habit of running out of gas. 
You, you have to understand that faith is like our spiritual activation if we're willing to just step out and follow. I know that there are a lot of us here who like to travel. I do too. And so suppose we're taking ourselves a trip to Costa Rica and we decide that we're going to go on and go through uh, a rainforest. And so once we get there, we meet a guide and he hands us a pair of boots that we have to put on because he's going to take us tromping through the mud of the rainforest so that we can see howler monkeys and poisonous frogs and all kinds of amazing wildlife and flora and fauna, not flauna, all these amazing things in that rainforest and here's this guy that we've just laid eyes on and we are going to trust him to keep us safe and we're going to trust that he will show us all kinds of amazing things and we'll have experiences that we could not possibly have on our own and in our spiritual lives God is the great guide in the same way God is telling us hey if you just step out and follow me I'm going to show you amazing things I'm going to lead you to places that you could never get to on your own but you have got to be willing to step out and go but you see we like to stay in Egypt we have a hard time leaving Egypt behind. Now, Hebrews tells us that by faith, Moses stepped out of Egypt and left it behind. Now, it really means this, I think, in two different senses. First of all, you will remember that Moses grew up as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, a man of great privilege and power, and yet when he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew slave, he intervened and ended up murdering that Egyptian and had to leave Egypt behind. And later, when God calls him, he goes back to Egypt at the risk probably of his own life. Because by faith, God has called him to lead the Hebrew people out of their captivity. Moses has chosen the way of being a defender of the people of Israel in their time of oppression and suffering. And it's really important to note here that the faith that Moses exercises is a faith that leads to a better life, not just for himself, but for everyone. You see, faith is always going to pull us out of ourself. Faith is always going to bring us into community and relationship. If we're about to go and we ask, what's in it for me? That isn't faith. That's the world. Because faith is always asking, what is it going to do for the community, for the greater good? Faith weaves us together. Faith in Christ builds relationships. It creates bonds among us so that your joys become my joys. Your grief becomes my grief. Your future becomes my future. You see, faith is always something that will draw us out of our self-centered, even lonely existence into the flourishing of relationship. 
That's faith. Now, when we understand this about faith, that it's going to pull us into relationships and it's going to take us to amazing places, it doesn't mean that we're just willing to step out and leave Egypt behind. I mean, if you look at all of these biblical characters of great faith, there you see that they are reluctant to go. Moses, who says, oh, at the burning bush, oh, God, you know what? I don't speak very well, so I really don't think I'm the one to go. Then think about Isaiah in the temple, who says, oh, you know, Lord, I am a man of unclean lips. I am just not worthy to go on your behalf. Or David, who says, oh, uh, uh, I'm just a little boy. I'm a shepherd. I'm a nobody. I got all these older brothers. That's not the way things work. I don't think I'm the one to go. People of faith always have this impulse toward finding excuses not to step out of Egypt. And you and I, you know, we do the very same thing. We make excuses not to go and to grow in our faith. So for some of us, it may just be that we are comfortable right where we are. You know this. We are creatures of habit. It may not be that great. It may not even be that good. But at least we know how it goes. Or maybe we're afraid of what we might lose or what the future might hold for us. And fear is a powerful emotion. You know, we may not like leaks that much. They may give us heartburn. But there they are, right there. I got a leak right there. I can see it. I can touch it. I can pull it out of the ground. And who knows, if I leave these leaks, what I might have out there. Fear holds us back. And then for some of us, we just don't think we are deserving or worthy of anything more than we have. Christ might be calling us into a deeper walk, into a better life, into the promised land, but we just are convinced that we have exactly what we deserve. You know, there is a reason that women and men don't leave abusive relationships because for a lot of them, they are comfortable in the sense that they know what they have and they know what to expect and it may not be very good, but at least they know what it is. For some of them, they're really afraid of what's going to happen if they leave. What will the future hold? Will I be able to survive? And, of course, there are some of them who, who are convinced that they don't deserve anything better than this abusive relationship. But God says to all of us, I offer you abundant life. I do not want you to continue in situations that are dehumanizing, in situations that rob you of the fullness of life. This is not the way of Christ. For many of us, our excuses are, are much less dramatic. You know, we'll say things like, well, the reason I don't step out is I'm too busy. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too skeptical. I'm too poor. I'm too 
tired. I'm too whatever it might be. You know you're Egypt. Maybe we feel like uh, we've been burned so many times in life that if we just stay where we are, things will be better. Maybe we have lost too many people that we love. Maybe we feel like we've gotten a raw deal, been uh, treated unfairly too many times by life, and so we're just going to stay right where we are. But Jesus has already broken the bonds that keep us in Egypt and calls us to step out in faith, promising us that there is a better place ahead, that there is a land of milk and honey, and that God's way is the best possible way for our lives. We have to choose to step out by faith and follow. In 1988, I was in the Air Force in Korea. I'm like, Chuck, I've like had so many careers, nobody knows what to make of me. You know? And I was stationed in Korea, and I decided I would take uh, like a, a week of leave and go and visit Thailand, because I was right there. And when I flew back into Seoul on that Sunday evening, I discovered that it was one of the biggest holidays in Korea, and everybody had been traveling to visit their family. And so I had to make my way to the train station to go south two hours to Edie. And when I got to the train station, there were literally tens of thousands of people. You couldn't move in that train station. And I found my way to the ticket counter. I bought my ticket to Edie. I took about four steps back from the counter, and then I just stopped dead in my tracks. I dropped my bag. I must have done this a couple times because I, I was literally paralyzed. I didn't speak the language. I didn't read the language. It was so crowded and so chaotic. I had no idea what to do, and I probably would have just stayed there for two days until the train station cleared out. And right about then, when I'm just completely befuddled, and this woman comes trotting up to me. She speaks no English. She takes the ticket from my hand and she reads it. And then she takes my bag, picks it up, and starts running off through the crowd, weaving in and out of the people. So I take off and start running after her, weaving in and out of the people. And after a minute or two of chasing this lady through the train station, we arrive at a platform, she drops the bag, she points, she says, Edie, Edie. And then she turns and runs back into the crowd, and all I could do was yell after her, Come, Samnita, thank you. You see, we so often get stuck in places. We get stuck in our Egypts. We can't move, we can't get onto the Next leg of our journey, we can't step out beyond where we are, but there is Christ trying to lead us forward and take us to a better place and give us more of the fullness of life that is the promise of the gospel. So the question for us today, 
Because what is your Egypt? What is it that holds us back from taking that next step in faith? And will we, in this year, 2019, be willing to put aside our excuses, our fears, our comfort, and truly follow Christ, believing that his way is the best life for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.